Grace, mercy, and the peace of God be yours today, this All Saints Day, from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The Beatitudes in our Gospel is the topic, many blessings. In the Beatitudes, a king speaks of his kingdom, a kingdom in which our dear sisters in Christ, Jane and Marie, now enjoy. A king speaks of his kingdom. Jesus speaks of heaven. And the kingdom of heaven is full of blessedness. Oh, but heaven is so far away, beyond even the stars. When you think like that, an exasperated sigh fills your heart. Because here you are, amid sin. Here you are, amid misery. Your loved ones in heaven seem so far away. Then now hear this. The kingdom of heaven has come to earth. Jesus, our King, brought it here. Jesus brings with him all the blessings that fill heaven. Jesus brings heaven to you. Jesus brings blessings to you in order to awaken you and also in order to make you still and to sweep away that sigh in your heart. And here, in his word, the floodgates of the kingdom are opened by Jesus. Jesus lets all of its blessed treasures, treasures flow forth. They flow from the kingdom of heaven directly into your heart. These blessed treasures, they tug at your heart and pull you into his kingdom. The kingdom of heaven keeps you. The kingdom of heaven guards you. And the kingdom of heaven makes you a partaker of all its blessings. It is as our Lord speaks. Blessed, blessed, blessed. You too are blessed. Your immortal soul, your whole life. Now and every day that you live, forever, but how are you blessed? That is the wonderful mystery that is revealed to us in the Beatitudes. And there is mystery in there. Many have searched for it. Many have failed to discover it. The key to the mystery of the first four Beatitudes is in this one word. Receiving. Blessed are the poor. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are the meek. And blessed are those who hunger and thirst. How can any man get up on a mount in front of a crowd and say that the poor, the mourners, the meek, the hungry, and the thirsty are blessed? For these are the ones that lack everything. They don't appear to be blessed. They appear to be cursed. 
But Jesus says it. And his words are true beyond any shadow of a doubt. And Jesus even intentionally says it in a way that sounds strange to our ears. It even sounds like several contradictions. This is in order to get your attention. This is in order to make you seek and discover the mystery of his words. And when that, when that light shines upon his words, the mystery unravels, revealing truth to your hearts, revealing all of God's grace and gifts to us poor sinners. The wonderful mystery is in the receiving the receiving of these gifts, receiving and nothing but receiving, receiving from the very hands of God through his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And when you receive these gifts, it is pure, pure receiving. It's not like when you get a Christmas present and it's something you really didn't want. You receive it with your hands, but your heart just isn't into it. Pure reception of gifts from God is something else. It is of the soul. It is purely reception of your heart. And this is why the poor in spirit are blessed. These are souls who have come to realize poverty. They've been robbed of every goodness of heart, robbed by sin. They've been stripped of all righteousness. And they are because they have to be beggars in God's sight. Whatever the poor in spirit might have is only good for a little while in this life. They may even have a lot of money, a lot of goods, a lot of friends. They might even have a kingdom of their own. But whatever they have does not count one iota toward their soul, much less the afterlife. And the moment a soul poor in spirit realizes that, the moment a soul stops denying it, the moment that soul stops forgetting it, the moment that soul stops hiding the fact and just hands over their soul to God, bringing nothing but its emptiness, nothing but its loss, nothing but its absolute need, that moment that that soul may seem to be so utterly unblessed, Jesus Christ declares it blessed. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. For the soul who comes to Christ in that way is only able to do one essential thing, receive. They have no choice but to let God give and just receive. Let God, let God give, not just here or there, not just a couple times in life, let God give everything. Blessed are they that have nothing. For coming in such a way, God can and will give them everything. 
Blessed are they whose soul goes begging to God. For he will give them his kingdom. And in that kingdom, he will make them kings. To teach us about this mystery revealed in the giving of, in the receiving of God's gifts, Jesus adds those who are mourning. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. You see, when we realize just how destitute our poor, sinful souls are, when we realize it, we mourn. We lament it. We can't help it. Unless you want to deceive yourself. This sorrow opens the door. This mourning, this lamenting in pure soulful poverty receives God's true comfort that he has prepared for us. The cleansing of sins through the blood of his son, Jesus Christ. The adoption as children in his kingdom. And all the cheerful gifts, promises, and blessings that go with it. Drop all your false comforts. Simply come with no comfort of your own and just receive it. The same teaching applies in the blessing of the meek. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the work, inherit the earth. When your soul realizes and feels its absolute poverty, and when your soul is with, filled with mourning, when your soul is filled with lament, it does not act proud. It does not act arrogant. It does not act mean. It is not vengeful toward others. When a soul is filled with such unworthiness, that soul will be humble. That soul will even suffer patiently. That soul holds no resentment. Like Jesus, who did not revile when he was reviled. Like Jesus, who did not threaten when he, was, when he suffered. Instead, he fully committed himself in obedience. Meekness, again, is pure receiving. The meek shall inherit the earth. God will make a place for them, and they shall hold it as a gift from him. Psalm 37 has a couple of verses I'd like to share. Better is the little that a righteous man has than the abundance of many wicked men. Because a righteous man has it with God's blessing. Wicked men grasp for themselves. The next verse for the arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord upholds the righteous. Those who have souls that grasp for themselves shall not prosper in the end. God's promise to his children stands. Seek first his kingdom. Seek first his righteousness. And God will add to you all other things. Pure reception. 
Heaven itself. The bread of heaven in, with, and under the bread of earth. Blessed are they who have learned that self-righteousness has been leading to their starvation. Blessed are they who then give it up, for they shall be fully satisfied. For these are the souls that hunger and hold out nothing but empty hands to God. These are the souls that thrust out their empty hearts to God, and God gives to them the righteousness that he has prepared. The all-sufficient, the perfect, the divine righteousness of his Son, Jesus, who paid his life on a cross to purchase us. Those souls shall be filled with Christ's assurance. Their souls shall shine with this righteousness and taste heavenly satisfaction. These are also the loved ones who, is, who have passed before us and are with Christ. In a kingdom, true and pure receiving is the key to the mystery of the first half of the Beatitudes. Blessed are they who just let God give. For they indeed shall receive and possess. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. For they shall be satisfied. But now, for the other side of the mystery. With God's giving and our receiving true treasures for our soul something must inevitably follow. Sometimes we call it the fruits of the faith. The fruits of a soul that receives is a soul that returns. The soul that has tasted the mercy of God in Jesus Christ is bound to return mercy to others. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the merciful who return to God this fruit of their own mercy unto others. All for the sake of Jesus Christ. These are the souls who forgive those who have wronged them. These are the souls who hold no grudge. For the sake of Christ... They help the needy. They relieve suffering. They, they clothe the poor. They help a stranger. These souls try to relieve misery in this world that has been caused by sin. And doing these things for Christ's sake, they direct those who suffer to the fountain of mercy that they themselves have found. And behold, what happens then? For that soul, God who made them merciful through Christ, rewards them for showing this mercy by letting his own mercy continue upon their hearts. The mystery of the Beatitudes begins to unravel. We return the gift of mercy upon one another because we have received it again and again. But be at caution. Beware. Do not be merciful 
doing this or that for God in order that you may get more in return. That's the cunning trick of the world. Only the pure in heart, who are true and sincere in their returning, shall be blessed. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. God sees the heart. God sees every secret intent. If there is true gratitude and love to God who has done all things well for you, his blessing is bound to follow. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. From God, the reception of mercy and purity, blessed is the soul that returns it unto others. And next to these treasures of mercy and purity is the spirit of peace. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are the peacemakers who have tasted for themselves the peace of God in Christ Jesus, the peace which surpasses all understanding. Blessed are those who have loved to learn and follow the Prince of Peace. And in the power of his peace, those souls now work for peace on earth among men. These are the souls who forsake quarreling, forsake strife, contention, war within the church or out in the world. These are the souls that point to the fountain of peace that they have found. But again, do not let this mislead you. As you return peace to mankind, do not expect peace in return. Not from the world. Though you may be sincere, though you may even be merciful, and though you may be a lover and maker of peace, though you may share and live the gospel of peace, you will be hated by the world. You will meet this world's persecution by many ways. Jesus Christ himself he wanted, to he wanted the world to turn from wickedness, and for that, he was crucified. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Now, hostility towards Christians, it's not always operating at a high level, but it's always there. How much can we handle? Well, the more that we stand for the gospel of the kingdom of heaven, the more that we take a stand for the word of God and all of its purity and truth, the more we will have to suffer for it. You see, the days of martyrs are not only in the past. They always return. And yeah, that, that, that's sad. In fact, it's deplorable of the world. Jesus says this, Rejoice and be exceedingly glad. How can he say such a thing? Because this very kind of suffering places us 
high in the kingdom. Great is your reward in heaven. Greater than we can conceive. Again, this suffering is a returning. Christ, who suffered so much for us, we ought to be glad to suffer everything for him. We shall have this undeserved grace. We shall have this immense reward. These are the mysteries of the Beatitudes of Jesus. Receiving and returning. Receiving blessings in true and pure reception. Just receiving without a shadow of a price. Receiving the infinite grace and mercy of God in Jesus. And then returning from what we have received. Grace unto others. Mercy unto others. Blessings unto others. And we return blessings unto others. And in the meantime, we continually receive even more. Blessed is Jane Fur. Blessed is Marie Gusky. Blessed are the hundreds of others that we all know and love. And blessed are you, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.